Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's 4 o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It is Dukes and Bell, one of our listeners who follows us. Uh, this is the G Podcast. That's his Twitter handle. He says, fellas, I'd still draft a rookie quarterback if we get fields. Do you agree? No. I think you go one or the other. I don't think you waste that spot. I think you bring in a veteran if you want someone to back up and compete with uh, Ritter as the backup. But I, I don't think – I think you, you feel that you've got some needs to address and you go get the best team right now without uh, doing that. Would you draft one later? Yeah, you would take a flyer on the fifth or sixth round, but not – nothing crazy. No, not early. No. Yeah. I got to get edge rush. I mean, however we get a call, free agency or, you know, through the draft, but edge rush, I got to, I want to get some more depth on the offensive line, maybe beef up the center or right tackle. You mentioned corner. Corner's a big thing on this it is. team. It is. Right. I mean, I just feel like there are certain premier positions that you can't say we have stars at. Right. We don't have a star at edge. We're supposed to have a star at tight end, but we got to wait to see. Mike, do we have a star at corner? We think he's pretty good, but I want to add to that. And, again, it's not our valuation. It's what the Falcons think of A.J. Terrell. Because a few years ago, people were saying, like, A.J. is going to be the next big thing in the NFL as far as cornerback. It just doesn't get picks like that. So, you know, when you talk about edge and left tackle, Jake's been here a long time, sturdy. uh, He's the standard. I get it. But there are premium positions where you say, do we have star power? And there are a couple that you could fill that void this, this offseason. Right. Especially, uh, and by the way, it's official, right? Calvin Ridley, he's not going to be re-signed by Jacksonville, Chris? 
Not official yet, but if he isn't, then we lose that second round, the compensatory pick. I know, it's And we're going to have to give up at least the second round pick to get Justin Fields in here if all the rumors are flying that are true. Yeah, and that's – this is what you were cheering for, Calvin Ridley. Yes, we right. all wanted Ridley to be successful down in Jayville. You wanted him to do well. Hey, coming up, uh, Mike Johnson. Uh, he is with our morning shift guys. You hear him right here on uh, 92.9 The Game, co-host of the morning shift, former Alabama and Falcons offensive lineman. We're going to talk to him about the combine and all the things that uh, he got a chance to go through. And we'll get his thoughts also on where he thinks this is currently with our Falcons as uh, we've been talking with you at 404-726-0929. Let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. Coming up, we'll get you caught up on the Braves as uh, their Grapefruit League play continues, spring training games, and uh, tell you what's happening there. But, Mike, let's talk about Kirby Smart. Dog Nation uh, put together a nice little piece talking about his dominance. Mm. And – the interesting thing is there's no debating who the best college football coach is right now. And I'm not saying this because we're in Georgia. I'd say this if I was in Ohio or New York, wherever. It's Kirby Smart. He is 42-2 and two since 2021, okay? 62-6 and six since 2019. And then when you say, well, what about at home? How good are the dogs? 41-1 and one at home since 2017. Mike, when you start calculating all these numbers – they are 30-4 and four in road games. Dogs don't lose at home, but they rarely lose on the road. And then you say, okay, well, what about in the SEC as a whole? 59-14. and 14. That's an 81% winning percentage for Kirby Smart. But, Mike, when we asked this question last year, we said, oh, we're getting to the SEC championship game. And people were like, he's the best. He'll be right. the best ever. And we brought up the question, he's got to beat Saban. And he didn't do it again. And now the record is what it is because Nick is retired. Right. He's 1-5 versus Nick Saban. There's only three coaches right now coaching in college football that have national championships that are active because Jim Harbaugh has moved on to the NFL. Okay. It's Dabo with two. And, you know, Clemson's brand has taken a lot of body shots the last three seasons. Are they going to get back, by the way? There's pressure. I mean, look, I don't, I don't know when and, and where in Death Valley. They start their season with Georgia, by the way, and the Chick-fil-A kickoff at Mercedes-Benz. And, and let's be honest, ever since Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine went to the uh, NFL, they have not had their quarterback. I also think his assistants are not good. I, I call it the Bobby Bowden uh, syndrome. Sure. Where you don't, you're not able to replenish the great assistant coaches that Nick Saban has been able to and Kirby has been able to. And the only other coach right now active with the national champion is Mac Brown at Carolina from his time at Texas. Yeah. The one championship. It's uh, it's interesting. And, and so he is. You're right. He is the default. Say now he'll never get to match it with Saban again. But he is still the man right now. And he's the man on top. And he's the man. I just think like when we debate this, and if Kirby is to go on and win, and let's just say let's give him six. All right. Let's give him what four more. Right. This is the debate. The debate well, the- is the guy that you couldn't beat when you were going head to head with him. It's mm-hmm. the same debate, Mike. You brought up. With Mahomes and Brady. Brady beat Mahomes head-to-head in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs. So, I mean, that's – I mean, we all love Mahomes, but that's – if you're at a barbershop or a sports bar, I don't know any other tiebreaker. And I think whether it's the second and 26, you know, whether it's SEC championships as as what happened. I thought – this year, the fact that Michigan had a plan that you didn't have, you know, for uh, for uh, for uh, for uh, the quarterback, I just thought that was just. I thought this one was a little disappointing, even though the defense wasn't up to the same par that it was in years past. Now, I will say this uh, as we talk about the dominance of Kirby Smart. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio ninety two nine. The game. He may be looked at differently, Mike, if he is able to maneuver this new playoff system, because now right. you have to win more than just one game to get to the championship. So let's just say, and, and by the way, if you went back the last six to seven seasons, the dogs would be in the playoffs. If it's, it's the top 12 teams, guys. Three, I think, of the, the last six years, they would have been a top four seed, okay, based on the rankings. So 
you just can assume that they're going to be in the playoff. But, Mike, if he can maneuver this playoff and win national championships, maybe Kirby will be looked at differently because the system changes. And, Mike, what if they expand to 16 teams or 18 teams? And now it's a little bit more complex to get to the championship game and win. Right. I think you can look at that and say, hey, as much as Nick Saban did, he didn't do that. The BCS was different. Then we got to this four-team college football playoff. It was different. But Kirby has to now maneuver multiple weeks and uh, and potential teams to get back and win a national championship. Right. And I think that is something that's going to be looked at differently now that we're in this era. I know that uh, you're right. You wish you had uh, Jalen Milrow was, was going brain today. They couldn't have the plan for Jalen Milrow in this most recent SEC championship. But, yeah, you'll never, ever be able to get back up there. But when you look at the landscape, and, Carl, you just touched on it, I think Kirby is in a great position because he always seems to find the great assistance. And so far, like, much like you know Nick Saban, that's why we've said yeah. Saban up until the end, even like, let's be honest, there are Alabama fans who thought these are the worst assistants that Saban's had, and they still went to the, the <laughs> national championship semifinal. Yeah. And but Kirby's been shown has shown you the ability to do the same. Whether you're losing Dan Landing and every other assistant that's going to be pilfered from the program. So the cool thing, or I think the interesting thing about where Kirby and the SEC is, the Big Ten, Mike, these are the two power conferences, and they're the two conferences that are going to have the most power as we move forward. If we move to 14 teams, it's going to be because of the Big Ten and the SEC. If we move to 16 or 18 or 20, it's going to be because the SEC Hmm. and the Big Ten wants to do that. The other conferences right now just don't have the clout that these two conferences have. And front and center of that is Kirby Smart. And, and, And Mike, his opinions, I'm not saying whatever he says is going to go, but it's just like Nick Saban from the standpoint of, it carries a lot of weight. Right. And, and if he feels like, you know what, 12 is fine. We shouldn't be. And he voices that. And I don't know how he feels about this, by the right. way. Or if he says 14, we got to expand. It's, it's great for college football. We're going to move that way because it carries a lot of weight. I would love to see Kirby become – hard to be the elder statesman when you're only 48. But he is. He's the, he's the default. He could do this 20 he, more years. He's the default guy. He is going to be your saving. And, again, unless, you know, some NFL team – because now the college coaches make as much as NFL coaches. Some NFL team would have to back up the Brinks truck, actually three of them. But i got to tell you. But I would love to see Kirby, just to your point, I would love to see somebody in a position of, of that kind of juice or authority or, or gravitas say, stop with the 14 teams. I mean, what, so now the Gator Bowl and the Cheez-It Bowl are going to help decide the <laughs> national championship? I mean, come on. This is All this is is just a money grab for you know this college football playoff committee to basically, like Pac-Man, top, 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 every single bowl game up and just get even more revenue. We don't need – Carl, you don't need more than eight. You know, I, I just find it hard to believe that we've gone – we're not even at 12 and they're talking about 14. Somebody – some adult in the room, and maybe it would be Kirby. I'd love to hear him say, stop it. You mentioned the NFL, and we've talked about you know him going, and, and would he entertain that idea? First of all, I think he loves college football and, and the idea of being a college football coach and how you can impact young men's lives. Secondly, Mike, college football is going to fix itself. They have no choice. I believe it's going to fix itself. Now, what does that entail? What, what does that look like three or four years from now? I don't know. But they know too many people in power, including Kirby, understands this, is, this model – it's not right. going to work. Look, I don't care if a guy has a house or, in the case of Jackson, Dart at Ole Miss, he's got his own private plane deal right now. Is it's he just, flying with the team on game or road games? I think it's going to be for philanthropy, Carl, okay. and for personal use. All right. In, All right. Air quotes. Because that's the next thing. When you start right. doing but stuff I mean, like this, it's like, Coach, I'll meet you at the game. I just I, – I don't I – don't, it'd be like Trey Young. He's flying his own plane home. Uh, in the case of – you know, Why you have to go there? <laughs> you fought me down this <laughs> road. You, you led me that. down this road. I mean, come on. This man's trying to recover from a pinky injury, okay? <laughs> Leave that man alone. You're the one who said it's about this two-game win streak. Well, it, it, it is. They, it looks good. 
Without it, it looks without good. say it without I didn't say that you said that <laughs> so more I said Hawks. this this group looks good right now more on the hogs coming up but no I, to me the only the natural conclu- conclusion or progression of where we are is you're going to have your super conference 75 or 50 teams the NCAA is nowhere involved Nick Saban can be the czar of football until he dies or whatever. But I mean, there, to me, the tooth—I know I always use that phrase, Carl—but I, I just I don't see the toothpaste. You don't coming think back. it's going to fix it? You're never going to get a legislative oversight from the federal government on this. This Congress is, is never going to intercede. They can't even agree on anything right now. This is what you're talking about as the two power conferences. As they go, so will college football. If the SEC and the Big Ten want to do this, then it's done. Yes. The ACC is literally sitting at the kids' table right now. The Big 12 is hanging on for relevance. It really, and the Pac-12 isn't even a Pac-12. It's a three-pack with a bunch of guys in the Mountain West. Come on. And and that's what I'm saying. I, I think there are enough people, smart people in the room, to understand this current model as it is, and, and by the way, I'm not saying you're going to take away NIL. That's not going anywhere now. Right. It, it is what it is. But you've got to have boundaries, guardrails, rules in place that everybody can abide by. And I think that's what I mean when I say it's going to fix right. itself. I don't think we're going back to the 70s, guys. This isn't no. Those days are gone. You're not going back to the 90s and the rules that were in place. But you have to adjust right. so that everybody has a, an equal playing field. And I think right now that's the biggest problem with college football and the way the portal and everything works. Right. It, will, it will adjust. But right? everybody's saying, like, for instance, right now, you can't even enforce the NCAA cannot enforce name image likeness with the injunction the judge no. in Tennessee just dropped. No, I mean, and and everyone says they've got a good chance an eighty four percent percent. We we said that last week of continuing to win this case as it goes higher and higher. I just feel, Carl, that we are going to at some point we will get to. So this and, is just professional and sports, then, and then it's basically going to be. And you know what? The next thing would be the next logical step is the NFL gets involved. And then they, they get a piece of the action. Now you got your NFL minor league. Well, it is that already. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what well, I don't need spring football for that nonsense. But that's what it would be. Yeah, I, if you're going to do contracts and you're going to employ players and all that, it's the NFL. But then it's again, the I would much rather if I'm a Georgia, like, I'm a booster for Florida State. I would much rather see Florida State play uh, a Minnesota or an Iowa or some, at least somebody from a bigger conference than the you know a bunch of nonsense you know directional schools. And I think if you're a Georgia fan, you wouldn't tell me the juice of a Notre Dame or however it works out. All the big conferences playing each other without any nonsense weeks of of the patty case i'd I'd love to see that i think it's better for the sport it does but it's taxing this sec schedule for georgia next season is brutal and you ain't gonna need 14 teams in a playoff so i mean i hear you but there's a reason why they've been playing these directional schools for years i get it and 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 giving these kids a break you can't do that 18 weeks in a row you just can't well as long as vandy's around (laughs) coming up mike johnson's gonna join us Former Alabama and Falcons offensive lineman, co-host of the Morning Shift. We'll find out what he thinks about the Combine and the Falcons coming up on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Everybody's trying to figure out the right guy to go after. And nobody better to talk to than Mike Johnson, co-host of the Morning Shift right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Former Alabama and Falcons offensive lineman. And, Mike, you went through this process, and I want to start there before I get your thoughts on where you think the Falcons may go and what you think we need. Of course, quarterback is the priority, but what was your experience, man? And, uh, you know, you already were one of the highest-ranked offensive linemen in the country going through this process. What was it like? Uh, listen, I actually had this conversation with Stake in the studio this morning when we were doing crossover. He asked me, he said, on a scale from 1 to 10, with 10 being awesome, and one being absolutely miserable, what was your experience like at the Combine? I said it was a two, and the only reason I'm giving it a two is because one was the Senior Bowl week. Two 
uh, being the combine. It was uh, on a scale from one to ten. Like I said, it, it was a two, man. It, it's a rough, rough week. I actually got there a few hours late. There was a big snowstorm in Indianapolis that week. You get there, there's just people pulling you in every direction. Uh, I had a few MRIs ordered on on certain parts. I, I was actually fortunate, guys, on the MRI front. I think I had to do three or four. Which, wow. if you've ever had one, that's 45 minutes apiece. Uh, there's a there's a line, you know, 20 people long getting these MRIs. You're at four different hospitals around the city, and they wake you up the next morning at 5:30 to do a P test, and you just, I mean, it's just absolute misery. Everybody talks about the questions. Now, obviously, I think it was Jeff Ireland years ago got in trouble with Des Bryant asking some questions he shouldn't have asked. But how, how, how penetrating, how obsequious were some of the questions you get from personnel people? Yeah, you know, I was actually at the, the combine when Des Bryant was there. He was actually showing up when I was leaving. He was part of the rookie class I was in. I didn't get anything too crazy, to be honest with you, man. I, I, you know, I think I met with probably 20 different teams as far as scouts go. And then I met with four different head coaches, actually one-on-one in these meeting rooms. I met with actually Mike Tomlin, uh, Brad Childress, uh, a number of other guys. Uh, but nothing, nothing too bad for me, man. Most people want to know about, uh, you know, Coach Saban and, and things at Alabama. And uh, we had just played uh, back-to-back years against number one Florida teams with Tebow and guys like that, Brandon Spikes. And so I got more questions actually about people that I played against than I did anything in my background. There was definitely questions about where I come from, what I did. But, uh, you know, as, as far as the, the really invasive style of questions, actually, uh, I got to steer clear of those. So I was fortunate in that aspect. As far as the drills and playing, I mean, you weren't fearful of it because you did all that stuff every day. I mean, the actual workout itself, how did you feel about that? Well, I didn't get to bench press. I was coming off an AC sprain. I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't get to train as much as I wanted to. Um, and it, it was there was ups and downs, man. I was actually going through drills with like Russell Okung. Okay. Uh, I was going through with Trent Williams. Yeah. Uh, was another guy there. I mean, those were stud dudes. Ended up being first rounders. And God, I mean, Trent Williams might be one of the best tackles in NFL history. Sure. So it was it was really fun to get, see those guys. Up to, uh, you know, uh, Marquise Pouncey was there in my year, and so. Mm. Going through those drills was interesting, man. Um, and, and, and following along, also, we showed up the same day as the tight ends. You had, uh, you had the Aaron Hernandez show, uh, you know, going on. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, a lot a lot of hiccups with that one, too. So, I, the drills were rough, man, to be honest with you. Some of the stuff they put you through, uh, you know, there, there's some machines they put you on. It looks like a you know, scene from Ivan Drago in Rocky <laughs> you know, with some of the things you got going on. And then, they, and then they tell you to go out there and do the broad jump in the vertical. And you're like, dude, I'm gassed right, right. now. But, uh, Nothing, nothing, nothing too terrible. Nothing too terrible. I think the funniest memory I think I have the combine was an Andre Smith, the lineman from Alabama. I, I remember it was like his left nipple was over his right shoulder when he was running, decided to run without his shirt on. That was that wasn't a good look. Mike Johnson, Mike Johnson's with us, guys, on the waitfor.com highlight here tomorrow, of course, on the morning shift with Squid and Tiff. So, real quick, while we got you, man. I mean, more and more like momentum and certainly energy about Justin Fields coming here. I know you guys have talked about it on the morning show. What do you think? If it's only a second rounder, you like it. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan, and, and, and the reason is because I think what you have to give up, and then you're going to have to franchise tag him or extend him. Um, I think what he's going to be looking for as far as an extension, guys, is going to you know reach into the nine-figure range. You know, over $100 million guaranteed is what he's going to want as an extension if you do franchise tag him. And at that point, you are giving up a lot for, uh, you know, a, a lot of question marks, right? I mean, there's still question marks around Justin Fields. So do you really want to give up a second and – you know, uh, maybe something else and then franchise tag and then you're $25 million. As you look at the salary cap we're dealing with right now, we talked about this morning, 
you know, uh, Squid Billy was doing the math. Um, you're really – you need a buffer, right? You need some guys uh, – some money to sign people from the draft, and then you want a buffer for the middle of the season. You're really only looking right now at maybe $25, $26 million of free cap space this year. Now, it doesn't translate to, to maybe a year off from now when Justin Fields might get tagged, but you're going to be in the 26 27 you know, $28, 29000000 million range when that happens. So – I just think, man, this is a team I, – I am not of the thought that this team is one player away, personally. I've said it a number of times. You're missing some pieces in the secondary. You still need a premier edge rusher. you got to have an elite wide receiver at some point opposite of Drake London. I just – I don't think we're one person away. I think if we were, I'd feel more comfortable. But I don't think we are. And, and I don't, for that reason – Justin Fields financially just doesn't make a lot of sense to me for the team. Mike Johnson joining us here on Dukes and Bell. What is it you want to do if we stay at eight? Let's just say for this purposes, okay, this 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 drill, we stay at eight. Everything is one through eight stays the same. What do you do? What are you drafting right there? Well, first of all, let me start with this. I don't want to stay at eight. Uh, I'm, I'm either in the thought that you that you move up and grab your guy or you fall back a little bit. Um, because I think we're still going to need a quarterback. From from everything they've been saying, I think it's either Fields or you're, or you're getting your quarterback in the draft. I'll say this, though. If you're at eight, and you guys know me, I'm a Bama guy, man. I've been watching Dallas Turner rush the edge at Alabama for the last couple of years. I watched him opposite Will Anderson uh, you know, two years ago. I thought he had more natural ability to rush the edge than Will Anderson did. I thought Will Anderson was a lot more of an effort, strength kind of guy. And I thought Dallas Turner had really, really nice hips. It's just been, guys, you go all the way back to when I played for the Falcons, when I was try, you know, attempting to block John Abraham in practice to when we've had that elite, elite edge rusher. And, and, and guys, I made this point this morning, man. You can point, and Raheem said it, hey, if there was better quarterback play, I might not be here. But I would make the argument that if you make two sacks, one against the Vikings, one against the Cardinals, you also, you also might still have Arthur Smith in town. If you had that elite edge rusher mm-hmm. against some of the quarterbacks you played that led fourth-quarter comebacks, you might still have Arthur Smith in town too. So I hope Raheem Morris doesn't fall back into that trap. Find that, find that closer, guys. Find the, find the football version of Mark Wohlers and bring that guy <laughs> in and let him shut it down in the fourth quarter. Uh, it would be uh, – that, that's a good analogy. Hey, by the way, tell Squid to stop complaining about this racing game, will you? Will you do that? <laughs> Look, man, you know what's funny is I, I, I play this game against Squid all the time, uh, and, and he is – you know how his temper is, man. He's about right. to rip the steering wheel off the desk and throw it through the freaking TV every night. I'm like, bro, you – hey, go pour a, a cocktail, man. Go pull one of your, uh, you know, Moscow mules or something and, and chill out just a little bit, buddy. Hey, and while we're on the Squidbilly subject with Mike, and just to go – might as well just pile on while we're doing it. You know, for years, Mike, I used to invite Squidbilly to go to Daytona and – down to Atlanta Motor Speedway, even spend the night at my house. I guess I had to play for Nick Saban, and then maybe Carl he would have come to the race with me. So hey, look, there. man, it, I, 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 I'll say this. I thought after Daytona we might be cursed. We made it down there. We didn't see any racing. It gets rained out. Right. But we had a chance to go back to Atlanta Motor Speedway Sunday. We might have saw the best race uh, in the last five years. Right. So uh, it, it kind of all evened out, man. Yeah. But uh, he's, he's got a friend in me as far as the NASCAR. <laughs> yeah, it didn't start great, but, man, that finish, you'll never be able to beat that one. All right, man, bringing it to full circle. So to review, you, you like, uh, you know, obviously maybe feel, you feel that maybe we're not there, just there yet, but do you like going best athlete or you still want to see us go edge rush at, uh, at eight? If we are, if we're not going to, if we do the quarterback through the free agency. 
I, I, I'm at edge rusher. Um, I, I'm still of the thought, guys, we need another corner. Um, yeah. You know, listen, we, we had the conversation today. What was the best part? You know, what was the best group on the team? I don't even know. Like, what was the best position group? I guess it was probably running back, but it wasn't mm-hmm. wide receiver. It wasn't – It. I guess you could lump secondary in together, but it definitely wasn't corner. I mean, somehow we've made it all the way through the season without a pick from a corner. Uh, and, and listen, I, I'm, I'm a fan of a couple of those guys, but at, at some point the lockdown guy's got to come along. And I know you got some pieces back there, and Jesse Bates is a home run. But I, I there, there's you guys know this, man. There's four positions in football that you have to have lockdown guys. You have to have a left tackle. You have to have a quarterback. You have to have an edge rusher, and you have to have a corner. And, um, you know, look, I think we've got a good left tackle in Jake. I think we're going to find a quarterback. They've made that very clear. Um, you, you've got, you know, you, you've got a good corner in A.J. Terrell, but um, find me the edge guy or find me a, a really, really lockdown cover man opposite of A.J. And then uh, I'll, I'll get, listen, I'll get, to, I'll get to business with that in 2024 if that's the route we go. Mike Johnson, great stuff, man. Appreciate you. And uh, check him out on the morning shift tomorrow morning, man. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, I'll keep Squid Billy in check, man. Don't you guys worry. <laughs> yeah, right please, please do. Stop complaining, all right, Squid? It's Duke and Bell. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, uh, a guy that went through it. We wanted to talk to him. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? Hey, man, got a big reaction yesterday in Guy Talk. We were talking about Wendy's uh, CEO, kind of throwing it out there. Maybe we'd have some Uber-like surge surcharges for your food. Well, needless to say, the public response was, hell no. We'll get to that. And, yes, even Tom Brady gets cheated on. Now resigned to the fact that perhaps the wife shouldn't have had a personal trainer. Uh-oh. Coming up next. It's time for fun. <laughs> it's time for guy talk. Yes! Never mind. It's time for shenanigans. Yeah! Brought to you by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference, all season long. Welcome to where do players play? And if uh, some reports are accurate, Justin Fields will be playing here coming up this fall. Carl, real quick, I know we've all seen the video. Many of us have. If not, it's Bring up there. Mike Bell, ATL, and put him up, C. Dukes. Uh, I presume that is Justin Fields jumping up and down in his kitchen. Uh, that his agent, supposedly his agent's social media page was out there of uh, a guy reacting, looks like favorably to perhaps some news that maybe he's coming to Atlanta. It's a black dude. I mean, with the ha- same hairdo, and he looks a little thin, man. I don't know if that's Justin or not. Well, I mean, he's six. He looks tall because the kitchen. I mean, is actually a nice luxury condo in no Chicago doubt. or no house. Doubt. Yes. Uh, but uh, some guys are still debating whether or not that is feels. I said perhaps it's just a man who got upgraded to Delta Comfort. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, either way, some people are saying that this is confirmation. Along with some people said, I, is he still out there? Kyle Pitts said it's about to get, about to get wild here in Atlanta. <laughs> Is that what the quote was, Chris? <laughs> yes, it was. I uh, buck wild, not just wild, Carl. Buck wild. Yeah. yeah, people are trying to decipher what is being said <laughs> as the video was shot, and it sounds like you ready to go home. Right. If you slow it down, right? According to the audio experts, okay. I mean, I didn't do that, but that is apparently what was said, Mike. And then you see. Allegedly, Justin jumping up and down. Right. I don't know if it's true. I've seen it on TikTok and all that. Is it really him? Is it him? What's the, real quick, let's go around the room. What's the consensus behind the glass? Uh, Chris and Oren, is that Justin Fields reacting to a news from his agent that presumably everything but the official word coming here at the Combine that he's going to get traded to Atlanta? Yes. <laughs> okay. You hear the skepticism in that, that too, yes. All right, all right. Is Curl? it him? It's him. It's him? There you go. Yep. 
Okay. Our, our, again, our guys have done the deep dive forensically video, forensic videographers have decided <laughs> this is him. Hold that frame right, right there. All right. Hey, uh, we mentioned this yesterday. I got a big reaction on the text line. A lot of guys going, I'll never eat there again. Well, this was about Wendy's, at least. And, and I thought this was kind of like a trial balloon, throwing it out there, trying to gauge the American response. And, uh, well, it wasn't good. Uh, article from the Columbus Dispatch, Wendy's is headquarters is in Dublin, Ohio, down the street. They put down the pitchforks. Wendy's says it is not implementing surge pricing. Oh, I bet they ain't. On food. Announcement made the rounds. Uh, the corporate uh, spokesman said, we did not use that phrase, nor do we plan to implement that practice. The spokesman telling the uh, Columbus Dispatch. Uh, but, again, if it was trying to, you know, put their toe in the water to gauge the response, the response was, I'll never eat at Wendy's again if you make me pay an extra dollar for a Baconator at 630 at night. Makes no sense. Uh, I get this is uh, trial and error. You're trying right. to figure out how to, uh, you know, earn a, a couple more bucks, Mike, but this right. ain't it. This is not the way. This is not the way. Company spokesperson added, uh, the intent is not to charge more during uh, peak hours. Uh, it's uh, it's about to drive traffic to our restaurants during uh, slower hours. <laughs> Why are you perspiring, sir? Yeah, who wrote yeah. that? Who wrote that? The PR person yeah. who wrote that is the pra- the, pra- practice, uh, the practice remains rare in fast food. Why is your voice cracking? McDonald's has also explored dynamic pricing. <laughs> Why oh, are really? you bringing up McDonald's? Well, I don't, I've never seen a dynamic. <laughs> I mean, I pretty much know what I'm going to pay at McDonald's. I pay extra, but I want to get that quarter pounder type beef on a Big Mac, That's but right. I'm asking for that. That's correct. If I ask for extra meat right. and cheese, I'll pay, but I don't want to pay for the same right. meat and cheese you're going to get me at uh, two hours ago. Right. While we're on the subject, uh, hats off to the uh, Chick- every Chick-fil-A does a great job, whether it's the one here in our building, but the one down by me uh, in Peachtree City, the, uh, they always give Ike a, a dog biscuit when we go. He gets yeah. the, you can give a dog grilled nuggets, by the way. He can have those. So they, they, thanks. They're always so friendly. All right, buddy boy, you and I have talked about this a million times, whether it's uh, a guy doing home improvements in your house who's a rather swarthy Spanish man walking around with no shirt on, or if you're allowing your wife to have a personal trainer mm. who is a stud. It's a really, really bad idea. Now, we've not actually heard this from Tom Brady, but the Daily Mail, which is uh, the most successful tabloid publication in the U.K., had this, and then other American newspapers picked it up. Storyline goes like this, that Tom Brady is pretty much resigned to the fact that his wife was cheating on him before the divorce was finalized. Uh, Giselle and Joaquin Valente, the uh, jiu-jitsu instructor from her native Brazil. Obviously, Carl, they shared a common language. Let me stretch you out. I do this every day in jiu-jitsu. Yes. I, uh, Mike, you cheated on Tom Brady? Yeah. Proof now, it's funny because everybody, as we all do in America or anywhere else, we take a celebrity and we project that into our life. Well, if, if Tom Brady could get cheated on, even I could. I heard, I heard, I heard Randy Mack talking about that well, today. Yeah. I yeah mean, you, yeah you think? None of, none of us right. are really that special. Here's the deal. That's what I'm getting to. You think, like, if you add, if you did, if you did a poll, just a random poll, right. most people would have said it might have been the other way around. But Giselle cheated on Tom? Right. Now, I guess one of the uh, red flags may have been, you know, Tom talking to Giselle. Hey, how was your jujitsu practice? Oh, it was great. We did this thing. He was uh, face down. I had him in a leg lock. Oh, that would kind of be a tell that maybe something's <laughs> not good. Thanks. Orin got the visual. It's kind of a joke. You, you put it together. I just throw it out there. But anyway, uh, Joaquin Valente uh, started uh, training her. It reminds <laughs> me of couples retreat. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Right. Or Hank, Boom. Hank Azaria, do you like to scuba? <laughs> Do you want to scuba? <laughs> That's along Cape Poly, right? Along Cape Poly? We will scuba. Uh, and then he winds up stooping. Uh, 
what's his, what's his face? His girl. So, uh, so ben, when, ben, but, uh, but let me ben ask Stiller. you this. When you have the money they right. have or right. had or when they were together, you want the best. Uh, she's getting the best trainer, Mike. Right. I mean, this is what people do. Well, I mean, as soon as they got divorced, they were on their way to Costa Rica, and this cat was down there with him. And they say that Tom is, as long as he's doing right by the family because he's spending time with the kids, sure, Tom sure. will be cool with it. And Tom, by the way, was he was busy with supermodels himself, you know, just not named Giselle once he got separated. But it just, to me, the, the core, when you break this down to its core, whether it's you and your car or Tom Brady, I just think if you got to, I mean, this is not being jealous or sex. I just think you want to have a woman training your wife, you know? And and I just think you got to. I used to work out Boom. at Jim a Buckhead. And you ever watch America's was it Biggest Loser? But yes, America's. So Dalvet Quince, he actually trained me. He gave up with me because one time we worked out, and then after work got done, he followed me and he saw me going to the Arby's drive-through after doing like a forty-five minute workout. <laughs> and I'm literally Dalvet. We get him to call in, but Dalvet's a great trainer if you if you put in the time. And so literally, I'm in the drive-through, and all of a sudden I hear. I look back. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. So it's like you literally just did a high-intensity workout for 45 minutes, and now you're going to get a beef and cheddar, you idiot. <laughs> so anyway, but Dalvet, I mean, good-looking dude. Women throwing themselves at him. Another guy, Hansel, good-looking guy. I mean, stud. And I know a lot of dudes who are personal trainers. And these, you see these buckhead Bettys, and you just know where this is going to go. Yeah, Mike, he, here's the— Not that Dalvet did that. I'm just saying, but the women's intentions might be that might go there. But but here's the here's where it gets interesting. Like, I have no problems with men training women or vice versa, whatever you want to do it's the personal stuff that gets you in trouble right mike we can go train for an hour every day the problem becomes how's it going oh well ben didn't come home until late last night and oh really and you start going down this path where now you're training three four times a week and and big o is shaking his head you know where i'm going with this that not per- personally no that per- <laughs> that personal stuff opens up all the stuff you're talking about. There are women who train with, with personal trainers every day that they just do that. They don't allow themselves to be open to that. And you're going to say, well, it's impossible. You're around this person all the time. No, he's training you. Right. You're paying him. It's a business. If you want to go there, Mike, that's what happens. And that's when. So Ben continues to come home late every night, huh? <laughs> come with a little bit of extra pep in this that, after those training sessions. I'm just sessions, saying. Huh? That, right. That's what happens. And all of a sudden, it opens up that door. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself, don't go down, down. By the way, I mean, before you got married, I, I, maybe you don't want to go down this road. My wife's up in PA. She can't hear. I oh. don't think. But have you ever been the other man? Yes. Me too. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. I mean, at the time. Yes. you know, Because at the time, I was with this woman. She didn't tell me she was married. Right. I mean, it was gonna, kind of like it threw me for a loop. I, I, you know what? Now you think about it, because we all talk about Have you ever had a girl break your heart? Nah, I probably shouldn't go down this road. Becky probably listening it online. I'll go, I'm going to rewind. Just if you're on the Odyssey app, just forget I said that. But yeah, I mean, but it was kind but of we're like just being real. Yeah, because I was I was like the, back you know 50 pounds ago and you know 15 20 years ago yeah. I was the side piece man. Yeah, yeah I was that guy. Yeah, I dug it. But I'm just saying like men. I like and, being objectified. I'm not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> but I'm not going to sit here and blame like the yeah. men who are trainers and say they can't. They're doing their jobs. It's not their fault that there's a lonely woman right. who's training with you, and all yeah. of a sudden now she wants to tell you her life, and then she's like, you want to go to dinner? Yeah. That's a problem. Oh, no, no. No, Mrs. Habersham, let me show you how to do those flies. Yes. Let me just put my arms around you right I, here. That's, an, that's a problem. You want to train me at home tomorrow? No, I don't want to come to your house. Well, is that the first thing I'm thinking of? Is it Eddie Murphy bit where he's talking about old girl goes to Jamaica? Right. <laughs> she meets Dexter St. Jock. Yes. Yes. Dexter St. Jock. Going on this beautiful yeah. island alone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How Stella got her groove back, basically. Hey, one last nugget. We got time. We got to take a break. Before somebody from the Falcons sends me a nasty gram, Uh-oh. it's the players that put this out there. Once again, the NFL Players Association list all the teams' breakdown of facilities, food, 
uh, locker room, training, the whole shebang. Uh, Falcons kind of come in in middle of the pack. There's an article, complete breakdown in USA Today. Uh, everything from coaching. Head coaches were graded on how efficient they were with players' time and how willing they were to listen to the locker room. Only 55% of New England Patriots players felt that former head coach Belichick was efficient with their time and that he rarely listened to them. He ranked 31st overall in both categories. And that's why nobody else interviewed him. Ding! Now, for what it's worth, uh, Atlanta loves the players loved the nutrition dietitian. Uh, training staff gets an A-minus from Falcon players. Uh, strength coach has got an F. So apparently, they, and they've got new ones now, too, with a new regime coming in. Yeah. Listen, that matters, man. I mean, right. injuries and how you, right. you strength train and the things you do in the offseason that lead to a team breaking down, Mike, right. a lot of times that's on the strength and conditioning coach. coach. And we always talk about it. Say what you will. I mean, I know Arthur wants to win in the worst way. Maybe he doesn't know how, but the players love playing for him. Falcon players gave Arthur Blank an A-. minus. Yeah, that's, that's what's up because I think he is a good owner. I right. do. Uh, I don't think anybody that's been here, mm-hmm. even guys that have left, Give Arthur Arthur right. Blank his props. Hey, man, that's your guy talk. A reminder, guys, plan ahead. Maybe wives, if you're allowed to, bring your personal trainer. <laughs> We're going to be over at Twin Peaks. <laughs> Maybe get a booth in the back. Uh, Twin Peaks and Kennesaw Fair at Parkway. We'll be there 2 to 7 Friday. Did you just ask women to bring? <laughs> did you just ask men to right. bring their wives? Yes, or personal trainers. Uh, bring the, the, the lady you're knocking boots with. Uh, Either way, enjoy okay. yourself Friday All at Twin right, Peaks. I can't wait to meet those folks. Yes. Hey, coming up, Falcon Report's on the way. We're also going to get into the strong arm story of the day because they look better. We'll talk about it coming up in the 5 o'clock hour. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 